Well, hello, my party people. Welcome back to The Daily Gab. I am your host, Gab, in case it isn't obvious at this point. Um, Let's dive right into this week's episode. So first and foremost, you know that I love to kick things off with a recap. So starting from the top, I know that it's been a minute, um, starting from the top, that first weekend, we had a really big event um, on one of our properties. It was massive, um, and it was an all-hands-on-deck kind of situation, so I assisted with that, and I it makes me laugh that I used to do that, like, five days a week, like, in a row all the time for, like, two years. Like, it just makes me giggle because I'm, like, not in event shape. I'm sure I could build up to it, but I've been living a very cushioned lifestyle in the sales office. Um so that was that the following week we started our goodbye tour for one of our friends um she is getting she got a new job in a new city and so we did dinner we did an impromptu beach trip um at night (laughs) um and my roommate like joked she was like you didn't even ask a question I told you you had three minutes to put on a bathing suit and you literally just put on a bathing suit and rolled with it and um as I like to say I'm here for a good time not a long time so um that happened and then we kind of hit the town that Friday night um the world's opening up and it's I mean it's open it's open here in Charleston it's completely open um it's just like crazy to see and think about so we went out um and toasted in her honor and then that actually that weekend still I was able to check out um there's this band in Charleston that's like everyone's like favorite band to like go and watch I had never seen them before which is like blows my mind it blows everyone else's mind um because I've lived here for so long and I've like never seen them um but they play at our like they play at a lot of um our venues and like a lot of our weddings um and I never understood the hype I now understand the hype like they're they're phenomenal um they play like a great range of tunes um they were really 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 entertaining so that was really fun until it started to like monsoon turns out hurricane season is now in june and not september (laughs) it has rained like every single day for the last two weeks and not like a little like pitter patter more of like a monsoon like every day with flooding that's just astronomical and trying to get anywhere downtown is horrific so Let's hope that stops soon (laughs) and knock on wood. Maybe that means that we'll have a nice fall. Um, So there was that. So that was last weekend. Um, And then we've just been busy with work. Well, two weekends ago. And then last weekend, this like three days ago. um, Oh, my God. It's literally only Monday. (laughs) Excuse me. Um, So this last weekend, we said goodbye to another one of our friends who's leaving due to a new job as well. Um, We actually hosted a a goodbye party at my house. Um, And by by we, I mean my roommate and one of his best friends. I really didn't have that much to do with it. It was weird just like kind of showing up to this, you know, thing at my house. Um, But that was really, really fun. A lot of people are like leaving Charleston right now, which is interesting but it's a weird time um yeah anyway um so we had that this weekend I was actually at the beach too this weekend before it rained which was nice um I feel like it's the it's literally the almost the end of June and where did the summer go it like flew 
so I'm trying to be more intentional about like making more out of the summer um what else my gym situation has been lacking a little bit recently due to some arthritis in my hip (laughs) as well as my current knee injury and a bruised heel so I my body's in shambles it hates me and it's in shambles um but I'm trying to get back to walking because when it's not raining it is decently nice outside other than the heat that we're about to hit soon as july hits us um so that's been good and then we i've been watching a lot of hbo recently i've been mixing up my streaming services and i just finished an entire season it's called um starstruck i think i want to say it's about this girl um who ends up like sleeping with a celebrity and she doesn't know it and then it becomes this thing it was good i think i would love for you guys to have your own opinion on it and then let me know um I can't really gauge I can't really gauge I feel like I wish it was longer because it was only six episodes and they were only like 30 minutes so I think I wish that they would have even just turned it into a movie maybe um and then I also watched in the heights which was really good the music was phenomenal um younger my favorite tv show ended um for anyone who's watching I'm not going to sp- have any spoilers um I did shed tears (laughs) did it end nope I'm not even going there because I don't want to spoil anything but um yep that ended as well the bold types ending in like two episodes and then the bachelorette has started again so I've been I haven't really been in this season of the bachelorette yet so we'll see updates to come on all that um I think just after last season of the bachelor I'm just like so turned off from it already um but you know the bachelorette's always so much better with like the men are just so much better than the women so that about wraps it up so and I'll give you all a fair warning before we dive into this week's episode this week is not going to be as light and airy and giggly um so if that is what you're more into then I'll see you guys next week (laughs) but um I just kind of wanted to dive in and talk about more of what's like going on in my life and kind of why I took that two-month break and you know explain some things so this week I wanted to dive into mental health my mental health more specifically um and kind of give you guys an idea of what it's like inside my brain (laughs) um so I obviously grew up in a very like mentally tough sport so I was a gymnast um as you all should absolutely know by now (laughs) um and the mentality in that sport is from a very young age you're just kind of told to suck it up so like my mental toughness was like through the roof I was very rarely scared of anything And if I was scared, I, like, had to overcome that fear, like, within minutes or your coach would get really angry at you. Um, So if you had a fear of falling or (sighs) landing on your head or this, that, whatever, like, you kind of just had to suck it up, get over it, and, like, move on. Um, That's why they like to expose younger, like, you know, six and seven-year-olds have no fear. So that's why they like to expose them to more at a very, like, young age so that they don't struggle with this fear, like, later down the line. So, with that being said, I thought I always was, like, mentally just, like, us, like, I don't even know what to compare myself to, but I thought I was, like, rock solid, you know? Um, so, you can be very mentally tough and tough and still struggle with mental illness. I want to clarify that right off the bat. Um, I am still very mentally tough. I'm tough in general, but I'm very, like, mentally tough, um, and I handle what life throws at me 
but on some days my mental health struggles so what that looked for me looked like for me growing up um I would say that it really didn't come to a head until the middle of high school um and it was kind of a perfect storm of me having to retire from gymnastics and not really you know that was kind of my identity my whole life and I didn't I had to kind of find my place in the world and my purpose without this sport that I spent so much time like blood sweat and tears all for nothing kind of thing is how I saw it um so I was struggling with that I was also struggling with realizing um that I had some childhood trauma that I needed to work through um and I didn't really know how to work through it um I was also struggling with getting into a pretty toxic relationship at the time um I was also struggling with just high school like truly just high school people are mean like it just you know like some of my uh, some of my friends were just bullies so it is what it is but at that time it was like a perfect storm of all of these things just kind of like rearing to a head and it wasn't cute <laughs> so basically in sophomore junior year I was diagnosed with anxiety and depression and also just a touch of PTSD um I also struggled with my relationship with food and that's a whole nother topic for a whole nother day but that really plays into your mental health as well um so it was just a lot at one time and um I kind of just crashed and burned truly I crashed and burned um my mom always likes to say like lucky for you you crashed and burned in high school it's a lot cheaper than crashing and burning in college and she's right um and it was like a better way to look at it um but it was one of those things where it was really hard to focus on like any positive in my life everything felt so negative so the panic attacks started my sophomore year of high school um they weren't like they weren't that bad in high school um the anxiety attacks were a little bit worse panic attacks for me look like it's just like an all physical experience experience <laughs> it's not like a disney world ride um it's just more of like a um my body feels like it's going through it when i have panic attacks when it's an anxiety attack it's more just mental um so those look like a bunch of different things that I'll dive into a little bit later but those kind of started in high school and then I hit one big depressive episode um and this kind of looks different for everyone um and it's looked different for different stages of my life so in high school um when this first basically all started I would wake up and shower and go to school with my hair in like the messiest looking thing. I'd put on things that just did not look good on me and like did not make me feel good. It was like oversized sweatshirts and jeans and just I'd give no effort into how I like my appearance. Not saying that you should, but it makes it a whole lot worse. Um, and for those of you who know me, I'm pretty chatty and bubbly. Um, and I would just go into school, keep my head down. I wouldn't really talk to anyone. I would get through my classes and then I would leave and go home. And when I got home, I would go into my bedroom, put on like some music, like sad music, obviously, <laughs> and just like lay in my bed. Like I wouldn't be on my phone. I like would truly like stare at the ceiling for four or five hours. Um, and then I would be called down for dinner. I'd eat dinner quickly, go back upstairs and go to bed. And I just kind of stayed in my room for like a while. Um, <clears throat> and I, I basically call, well, I 
called it my deep dark hole I was crawling into a deep dark hole because everything just kind of felt deep and dark around me and I couldn't really nothing I didn't really care about anything I didn't care about anything um and so with that I kind of was just on autopilot so like I I didn't I wasn't required like I would do what was asked of me or what like was required of me um but that was basically just like my homework if I could manage it and showing up to school like I think I had free periods during the day so I was able to do my homework then or I'd rush to do it like right before class started um but I like I I was not like who I always joke um to like all of my friends now I'm like if you would have met high school me you wouldn't have liked her but like I didn't even like her um turns out I was just struggling really bad um my parents kind of noticed and they were just like hey and I was like hi I need help and my mom was like fantastic um she was like okay let's get you help and um it, it took a little bit longer for my dad just because men in that age range um struggle with the thought of therapy you know they kind of think that it's like something wrong something's wrong with my kid like you don't need therapy they also see it as um they're gonna pump a bunch of medicine into her system um and stuff like that so he struggled at first with it and understanding it and then he got like very supportive of it obviously um but you know I am a huge advocate for men's mental health I think that men's mental health is like so important I'm not saying it's more important than women's mental health at all I just feel as though that you know there isn't as much of a stigma around me going and asking to get help as there is for like you know my dad you know and I think that men really really struggle with like like figuring out a way to ask for help while still trying to be like these manly men um and so like I'm just a huge advocate for men's mental health I hope that every man boy you know child can find a safe space to talk about their feelings because turns out men have feelings too (laughs) it's not just women with feelings it's men with feelings too we are all human and I just like wish that for everyone um I wish that for men and women but I just think sometimes it's harder for men um to find that outlet so um my mom was able to find me a therapist and I think that if I didn't have as fantastic of an experience the first time around I would have been super apprehensive like moving forward like I loved my therapist in high school she got me like we just like the homework assignments that she used to have me do like we just like vibed you know (laughs) me and my therapist vibed um she was fantastic the one rule was like I wasn't going to be put on like any medication um which was fine like fine I didn't like I always have been a self-soother I've always liked to like figure it on my own um and addiction runs in my family too and I just like I didn't really want to get medication involved so um I started with this therapist we would go I would go once a week every week um and you know she kind of got me out about that autopilot you know she we I was able to talk through things that were bothering me I was able to like feel feelings again and become more of a person um I'm not saying like Rome was not built in one day (laughs) so I wasn't like healed overnight um I was in therapy for two and a half years in high school um but like after I think a year and a half we would go every two weeks and or once a month check in so like it did phase itself out um but I had such a fantastic 
experience that I preach therapy to like everyone and I think that the biggest thing that I've learned through everything is you can't force people into therapy they have to do it on their own will um they have to want to do it they have to want to go get that help or even even if it's not help they just have to want to go talk to somebody um about their feelings you know but I preach it so hard just because it's a third party person who gets to get like an outside view of your life and just, you know, they've went to school for this. So they know what they're talking about um, and they get to give you these like non-judgmental ideas on what you're supposed to be doing. Um, my biggest tip for anyone who's questioning therapy, thinking about going into therapy or in therapy, um, don't lie to your therapist. <laughs> the minute that you start lying to your therapist that's when you're doing some shady shit um I lied to my therapist for a while because of the relationship that I was in in high school I knew that if I told her that it was gonna end and I knew that that was wrong and this that whatever looking back I could have saved myself a lot more time but anyway you know you everyone wants a time machine but I love who I am now so we had to all go through it um but just don't lie to your therapist. Just don't. That's my biggest. If there's anything you take away from this episode, <laughs> don't lie to your therapist. Um, but no, I preached therapy. I loved my therapist in high school. I had such a good experience and she got me in a good place to go to college and like thrive. And my first year, like in co- my, I mean, my first year in college was just like a banger. Like it was like so much fun. Um, and not even in the way of like going to all these parties and meeting all these people like I was just learning to be independent and I was learning to like create a life for myself out of like this town that I grew up in that I thought I was gonna like get stuck in so um I like my first year of college was like phenomenal because of this therapist um she really set me up for success so you know, I finally got myself out of that deep dark hole in high school um you know you have good days and you have bad days I didn't ever like see the end of like the tunnel like I just thought like my bad days didn't they don't look like me crying all the time and this that whatever they were just like me on autopilot you know like me just getting through the motions of the day so that I can survive the next one um and so that's kind of pulling myself out I really leaned on the help of my therapist to do that and get to where I needed to be and my relationships like with my friends and my family like they really got so much better when I like could you know be myself again um then I went to college and had you know so much fun and you know Charleston has such a like Charleston's my home I say that all the time um it was probably around the end of junior year and senior year as a whole that I really started to struggle again um struggling this time looked a little bit different than it did you know in high school um I had a little bit more responsibility I had a little bit more of things that I like needed um to accomplish and um so I was not on as much of like an autopilot I would say that I was still really stressed and I would say that this at this point in time um my panic attacks were outrageous like outrageous I would get them in the middle of class I'd have to get up and leave sometimes I would have to just sit there in class and like figure out a way to breathe through them they were just the the panic attacks were really bad um that basically was just me feeling out of control um you know with the position that I had in college I didn't feel that supported um and I didn't feel as though I was in a supported environment with all of that um I think 
it was like a really transitional phase of my life and um I was really overwhelmed I was also taking like a like a a lot of business classes and a lot of um like math and stuff things that I don't like thrive in um I also had three jobs and I was in charge of all these freshmen so I think it was just like a lot of things at once that were just like I I felt out of control um so I really struggled through my senior year through like the whole bit of it um but again I wasn't it wasn't like high school where I was in bed all day you know like I it was more so like I kept myself so so incredibly busy I didn't have time to like think about anything that stressed me out but then I also didn't have time to like really enjoy that last year of college um so it it was it it was all over the place you know it was all over the place so when I graduated I got back into therapy I found a therapist in Charleston who I really enjoyed um it turned out after so many weeks she just wasn't for me which is fine um that's what happens with therapists not everyone is for you um and then you know I had such a fantastic first go at it at home that I just um like knew it wasn't for me and I wanted to kind of like figure it out I also didn't realize like all of the underlying stress that I had at the time like I couldn't pinpoint it as to like what to blame like when I first got into therapy it was very easy to see where my triggers were coming from where like the depression was coming from it wasn't as easy to see this time around um so that was something that I like really still needed to figure out myself too um but you know it was funny one day I was having a conversation with Jamie and she was like so did your therapist say that to you or is this something that you just got on your own while you were thinking in therapy and I was like oh yeah you're right that's what happened and she goes so I think that maybe you need to find a new one and I was like you're right so I was in a good enough spot at that time that I like didn't feel the need to like go back into therapy and find a new therapist um I was like you know really starting to like just like come into my own post-grad um and then a lot of change happened and then the pandemic happened and I will say like I like a lot of people could have gone like in really like bad let's ignore the fact that I cried for the whole month of March because I thought I was losing my job let's ignore that fact but other than that like it was probably one of the happiest times that I had been like I finally got comfortable in a job I was with all these friends that like loved me so much and just like I was really really thriving like at that time so where most people are like oh the pandemic is really what set you off like no it really didn't um I was in a really good spot compared to most um so basically that's like the history of my mental health um I kind of wanted to like shed some light on that before I kind of dive into what it looks like right now um but all in all that's kind of like the history it's kind of things that I've struggled with um I I, I'm okay I don't want anyone to like text me after this and be like I'm here for you this that whatever I'm okay like let's just like I'm okay all right I'm okay um but I think that it's super important to talk about I think that you know I kind of want to break the stigma of that like it's like this taboo topic you know most kids my age have anxiety um not everyone has depression um and if you don't or if you do and you don't even know like I'm really sorry I hope that you're able to figure that out for yourself um but I like it's so common it's so common it's sad that it's so common but it's so common and it should be treated I went to this one seminar um for Panhellenic 
in college that I just like I really vibed with um to this day I still talk about it and I think it was like my freshman or sophomore year that I went and basically this guy travels around to different schools he's bipolar and he travels around to different schools and he teaches curriculum to talk about mental health so like at a very young age the same time that you're going and doing like you know your physical activities and like you're doing gym class and stuff like you also have a mindfulness class um that teaches kids how to talk about their emotions and um that it's okay to have emotions you know my favorite saying and you can ask my sister this all the time my favorite saying is your feelings are valid your feelings are valid because no matter what like happens how you feel about the situation is like nobody can tell you you're wrong they can't you know what I mean um so that's my favorite thing to tell anyone all the time ever and my sister has now been repeating it back to me too which is fantastic to hear um because a lot of the time people are very quick to be like well I didn't mean to do that to you and I didn't mean for you to do this 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 and this and it's and you know you have to kind of take a step back like no one like especially like friends and stuff you're not intentionally trying to hurt someone but you can't tell them how they're supposed to feel about the situation you just can't um so there's just some things that I've you know picked up on with mental health and I hope that that guy can make it big and get into every preschool and elementary school ever so that kids are like okay with talking about their emotions and they're just like not these like massive things that they have to push down you know in gymnastics we were we literally had to push down every emotion I remember there were certain like nights at practice where like everyone just was, was defeated and I had a coach like get in my face and be like if I see a tear like you're in a world of trouble like a tear I'm like nine are you kidding me so that's my soapbox about mental health <laughs> So now I kind of wanted to dive into where my mental health has been at for these last few months. Um, I kind of hinted at it last week's or the, the last episode, just saying that, you know, my creativity has kind of run dry. Um, I wouldn't say that I'm in as deep, dark of a hole as I was in college or in high school, um, but I definitely have found myself at the edge of like a cave, <laughs> how I can kind of describe it. Um I can see it going, you know, like farther, but I'm also at a point in my life where it's a little inconvenient um, to go on autopilot. I can't do my job that way. I can't, you know, get anything done that way. I also just don't have my parents picking up the slack for me. Um, So that's kind of like a whole new realm. A lot of the times I just feel exhausted um, because, you know, on a bad mental health day, you want to just lay in bed and it's just like a sick day you don't want to do anything you don't want to be required to have anything asked of you you don't want to be responsible for anything um and most of the time that's not something that can happen um so pulling yourself out of bed um for anyone who also struggles with all this is like it's like a like a feat within itself um definitely feels like you're going to war sometimes um and you just kind of have to figure out ways to do the bare minimum while still like doing what you need to do so what that kind of looks like for me is making sure that I have frozen meals on days that I absolutely cannot figure out how to feed myself um it looks like making sure I you know shower before I go to bed so that in the morning when I wake up to go to work like it's not this like end-all be-all thing um that I'm able to do it and some days it's just like just getting through the day you know a lot of people would say like I didn't you know from the outside looking in people would 
absolutely say I didn't know that you were struggling these last so many months or whatever and it's just you know you got to do what you got to do um I don't like I don't have my parents picking up the slack for me I don't have you know someone else pushing me through life (laughs) like I did then you know so it's kind of on me to do it and I'm really proud of the life that I've made for myself and I love what I do and it's hard because I can't figure out what these stressors necessarily are but it's made it really hard to do a lot of like really basic things um so that's why I haven't recorded (laughs) to give you some insight I love recording like I love this podcast I love that I was able to do it um and you know make it come to fruition but I also knew that if I did it when I wasn't fully like capable of doing it I would be really upset with myself and I couldn't add that to like the list of things that I was like trying to juggle um so I'm on the other side you know I'm still like teetering in front of that little cave um but I'm definitely like leaps and bounds where I was um you know it's a scale of like 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 just your mental health you're just gonna go through these times where you there's a chemical imbalance in your brain and you have to remind yourself that you're human and you kind of have to navigate it through your own you know your own um and I don't take any medication I don't like I like I've never taken any medication I've never wanted to depend on any medication um so it's something that like it's hard work for me to have to pull myself out of these episodes um and sometimes it takes longer than I want it to um but that's kind of where I'm at I didn't want to put a lot of pressure on myself to do things that I wasn't capable of you know I wanted to just figure out ways to get through every day um and every day looked different and you know I I think that like your mental health is like so unique to you um And it could look like a bunch of just different things. Um, And, you know, I'm really, really lucky because I have such an incredible support system that I can lean on when I know how to ask for help. Most of the time I don't know how to ask for help. Um, But I do have such an incredible support system that I can lean on um, that they are also the ones that help me get out of it. And, you know, like a lot of people can look at my life and be like, well, you know, Gab, like, you've been doing all this for the last two months and you're still going out and doing this and that whatever and again my depression is going to look way different than everyone else's and you know some days I can find it in me to go out and socialize other days I'm going to watch tv in my bedroom that's just you know how the cookie crumbles um some days I'll be able to like clean all the dishes and do all the things other days not so much and it's just kind of a spectrum so I wanted to give you guys some insight on why I didn't you know post for two months (laughs) it's not that I didn't want to um but it's definitely it was an extra step that I couldn't just manage at the time um you know I'm still on my come up I'm still on my way back into normal life um but again Rome wasn't built in a day you know you're not I can't conquer all the things all the time um so it's just been a learning curve because I think at this time in my life I am in a spot where I can't just like fall into my deep dark hole without any repercussions like there are definitely repercussions um and I needed to figure out the best way to like navigate through with all my responsibility and figure out you know how to pull myself out of it and you know thing is 
at the end of the day, you're always going to have good days. You're always going to have bad days. I was so blessed to have so many good days in a row, like so many good days in a row um, before I started to have some bad days again. And, you know, it's just it is what it is. Um, And everyone's different. And, you know, I just want obviously this podcast about my life. So I wanted to kind of fill you guys in. Um, But I also wanted to kind of make it something that like people could openly talk about you know I don't normally openly talk about my mental health to random strangers I definitely talk about that with my friends um but even some of my friends didn't realize how bad it was getting for me um because I don't want to put that burden on them and a lot of the time like you know if you haven't been to therapy and you haven't really like seen all like the steps a lot of the time they don't know like your friends don't know how to help Um, they want to really really bad but they don't know what the best method would be to help you and I like that's not something that you know I wanted to put on them um so yeah I uh, yeah (laughs) I this is I know sometimes it's like awkward for me because this is like very vulnerable and you know I'm like really opening up myself out to the world but um and hopefully someone listens one day and you know realizes that it's not the end of the world and it really really sucks it really really sucks um but you're able to kind of there's there's life out there that you need to live um nothing's ever like you know it sucks when your brain doesn't like you (laughs) most of the time um but if anybody can take anything away from this episode it would definitely be checking on your guy friends because they don't like to talk about their feelings (laughs) or if they do just check in anyway um don't lie to your therapist and you're not the only one out there struggling so thank you guys so much for joining me this week i am very excited that we will have a very very special guest next week um so stay tuned but have a great rest of your week guys